Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com. And today we have another roundup of questions from our anonymous have a question page. If this is your first time listening, these questions are all submitted anonymously, typically with no contact info and only with whatever context we're given. We discuss them in our supporters forum and once a month I gather all the questions and answer them. These ones are from February because we as a family have decided to uproot and move across the country and it took us a while to find house. So house shopping, decluttering, packing, and then shipping containers and all the planning and everything else has basically upended our entire life for the last few months. So. That's why I'm a little late and I'm trying to catch up. And if you want more details than that, you can join our supporter forum because I've been talking about there and posting pictures and everything. So we still haven't moved, but we're almost there. All of our stuff is packed and shipped already. And now hopefully I can find some downtime to actually answer a lot more of these questions. So let's start with question one. They write, Jay, I've been married for 15 years and have five children. It's been a blast, but it seems like my wife has continued to become more and more interested in her role as mom and less as a wife. Sex has decreased from 12 times per month to four to six per month. It seems like a tick the box exercise when it actually happens. I have regularly communicated my frustration and disappointment with a little accomplished, but causing marital conflict. My attempts at burying my issue in alcohol abuse have only caused additional issues. I am very unsure how to move forward. I am a devout and practicing Christian, but I am confused how to move forward in a God-pleasing way. I appreciate any suggestions slash feedback you can provide. All right. I think the first thing to address here is the alcohol. I completely agree that it's likely causing additional issues. And while your complaint starts with sex, I think the alcohol abuse needs to be fixed first before anything else, because far more than your sex life is at risk. And I think it's completely understandable that you've fallen into this. Somehow Christianity got seduced by alcohol and forgot a lot of the Bible's warnings to stay away from strong drink. I think it makes it really easy for Christians to slip into the danger of alcoholism. For example, we have Proverbs 20 verse 1 that says, Wine is a mocker and strong brink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. And while many Christians will still agree that getting drunk is wrong, they're less strong on using alcohol as an escape or to drown their sorrows. My wife and I once hosted a Thanksgiving at our house for my wife's family, who all grew up Christian and many are still in the church, and we told them that we didn't want alcohol in our house, and they almost refused to come. When my brother got told by his doctor that he needed to cut back on alcohol, he was incredulous, saying, I only have a few drinks a night. And And it's not surprising because we grew up seeing our parents have a drink every night. And now 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober-minded and watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Titus 2 verse 2 says, Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. And 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 6 says, So let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. And lastly, the one I think pertains most to your situation is 2 Timothy 4 verse 5. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. So while I do think there's plenty to address in the marriage, I would focus first on the alcohol abuse. I don't think they're all alcoholics, but what is clear to me is that they can't stand the idea of life without alcohol. I would say that's more than a bit of a dependency, which as Christians, I think we should be wary of to say the least. A warning the Bible repeats often. For example, in 1 Peter 1 verse 13, it says, Therefore, prepare your minds for actions, being sober-minded. 
set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you by the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4 verse 7 says, The end of all things is at hand, therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. That's likely going to need some professional help beyond my abilities. Get some help with that. They can help you with healthy ways to cope with life, and then you'll be more clear-headed to deal with the struggles in your marriage. And your wife is more likely to trust you and want to work with you to solve your other problems, and you'll be a better role model for your five children. Plus, the money you save on alcohol could help pay for some marriage counseling or coaching. And once you've started down on that path, come back and I'll be more than happy to help with the rest. But I think trying to fix the sexual frequency issue before the alcoholism is counterproductive. (laughs) On to the next question. Hello, I think I have a lot more to understand that perhaps I'll ask more on later. But to try and make this a short question, my wife has mood swings, not the monthly kind, the hourly kind. She will tell me that I'm the best man in the world and I'm so amazing. A few hours later, I'm a sissy, germ freak, or stupid for not knowing what a flake of hay is. I suppose she is just dishing out what she grew up with. Anyways, these constant unpredictable swings make it hard for me. I cool off during the bad time, then when she wants to swing back to good, it makes me takes me longer than her to get used to happy amazing. Other times she says she tries really hard, which still can seem like she's having a horrible day, but apparently is restraining a few actions. She expects me just to take the bad stuff without a word, and then when she wants to be happy, I should just be instantly happy for and with her. A minor example from last night when we got home from church and dealt with our two boys ages two and one. Then I remembered that we were supposed to check on a cow that was doing poorly. I could have just let it go and maybe she'd be dead in the morning. So I decided to be on the cow side and reminded my wife that we needed to check on her cow. She wasn't happy and almost decided not to go, but I went with her to go help take care of the cow. Thankfully, she was doing better. We went back in and I got ready for bed and she comes into the bedroom and starts whining about how some other people in our church do not go to the evening service, but I think we should always go. This has been a developing theme in her that flicks on and off over the past year. With that thought, she announces with anger that she hates sex and she is tired. I point out that we don't have sex planned. Last night, she started oral sex on me and then was going to give me a handjob to finish me, but was tired. So I said it was okay and mentioned the risk that we might be too tired Sunday night. I pointed out that I had weighed the risk of her being tired last night and she was not obligated to give me a handjob. I hate it when she does duty sex and unless I really need release, I'd rather not have it because it just means I'm another thing for her to focus negative feelings on. That led to me pointing out that she is the gatekeeper for sex. She's like, what's wrong with that? You get it three times a week, which is far more than most. Personally, I think three times a week is the max per week, but meh. I point out that I've tried to be less pesky for her as I don't ask for special favors such as oral sex and I watch movies with her that she likes because that's often when she does oral sex as a trade for watching movies. I pretty much am at her whim and don't mostly ask for sex unless I'm really bad. I can mostly deal with it because she has good sex with me pretty often. The duty she feels though to have sex instead of having a friend-to-friend conversation about how we both feel is an issue between us though. Deeper, I think is that cycle of the worst person of the world versus the best person in the world. This applies to our house, kids, family situation, and so on. Thanks for reading my long question. All right, so this is going to be a bit of a guess based on only seven paragraphs, but it reads as though you're a pretty passive guy. When there's a problem in your marriage, rather than deal with it head-on, you prefer to sweep it under the rug and hope it goes away, or shift the blame to someone else if it doesn't, and generally avoid dealing with it if possible. So while your wife might be dishing out what she grew up with, 
you're allowing it to happen. And after years of that, my guess is that she's lost some respect for you. And women tend not to be interested in having sex with a man that they don't respect. So in that dynamic, you've made her the head of the household. And in my experience, most women hate being the head of the household. In fact, in my surveys, I found that in homes where the wife runs the show, the men generally have sexless marriages. If I'm right, then the next step would be to learn to stand up for yourself. Take some responsibility and stop letting her treat you like this. Don't let her talk to you that way. If she starts, then tell her it's not acceptable. If she continues, leave the room. Don't accept being part of a conversation where she's disrespectful. Now, if she has a genuine complaint, that's different. As an adult, you should be able to accept criticism with grace and then work towards mitigating weaknesses so that they're no longer detrimental. But that doesn't mean you have to accept an insulting delivery of that criticism or criticisms that aren't valid. If you want to go to church twice a day and she doesn't, then go without her. She's an adult. She can make her own decisions. There's no rule saying you both have to go. For me, I'd probably not go to church if we had two services on Sabbath. That's just too much work for me on the day of rest. We have five kids. I do a lot of volunteering in church. And frankly, I'm not interested in building a life where I don't look forward to church. I like going once a week. I don't think I'd like going twice. Anyways, in short, take responsibility for your actions and focus less on your wife's decisions. Set some boundaries and then hold them. Will this fix everything right away? Absolutely not. In fact, I'd almost guarantee it might get worse at first. That three times a week might drop a bit. It might even disappear for a bit when she realizes she can't push you around anymore. But I think in the long run, if you can learn some personal responsibility in your life and gain some respect from your wife, you're likely to find that both the quality and quantity of sex will improve. Then when she starts actually being willing to listen to you and talk to you, then you can start bringing up the other stuff start focusing on communication between both of you and then start to work your way out of this mess. All right. Question three is we've been married for eight years. My wife, 37 has given me also 37, some something sexual intercourse, hand job, and some oral more than I expected I would get. I'm grateful. However, it is done out of obligation, not enjoyment. This makes it hard for me to feel satisfied like this. My wife doesn't want to pleasure herself most times. I enjoy giving her whatever she wants. Usually she wants a back massage and that's it. No drive for orgasm. My question is as follows. Can I help her have a genuine interest in sexual pleasure for herself? She will not let me touch her in intimate areas, but typically leans away from my offerings. So I feel like I'm not able to explore or learn her body. I've asked her to masturbate so I can watch and learn. That request has gone unfulfilled for years. She does have one very specific method of masturbating that she has been doing since she was a young teenager. To do this, she pulls herself up on a rail or countertop to put pressure on her pubic bone. She tightens her ab, and within seconds, she's moving with orgasmic pleasure. I enjoy watching it a lot. The only path she wants me to pleasure her is similar. When she's on her back, while I put pressure on her pubic bone and play with her nipples. She tightens her abs before her climax. I would like to give her pleasure in other ways, and I would like her to have a genuine interest in sex in general. I've asked her what's holding her back. She gave me a few reasons, and I've tried to address them. But my experience is still mostly the same. Could you please advise? Thanks. Now, when I read this question, it frustrated me a bit because he went into all this detail, but then absolutely left out what she thought was holding her back and what he tried to do to address those things. He defined the problem and then left out the most valuable diagnostic information, at least what it looks like to be. So we know she can orgasm. 
So that leaves out an orgasmia. Some wives simply get frustrated that they've never had an orgasm and give up on trying to achieve one. That's not the case here. Now, it could be that she's only ever managed to orgasm through one method and feels like sex will never provide that one method, so isn't interested. We also know that at some point she had a sex drive because she learned to masturbate. So that leaves out some sort of sexual development issue. This still leaves a fairly large area to explore, which... I wish we had those what's holding you back reasons for navigating through. In general, I'd say you can split them up into four facets to explore though. Physical, mental, relational, and spiritual. So physical, get our hormones checked. Mental, depression, anxiety, stress, and others can all interfere with sexual desire. Relational, what's the rest of the marriage like? And spiritual, what are her beliefs around sex? Is there something there that's holding her back? But ultimately, unless she wants to improve it, you're gonna have a hard time convincing her to invest in improving it without understanding what's holding her back and addressing that underlying issue or issues. Now, if you want to dig into those and come back to me with answers, we can take another look at it, or you can email me directly at j at uncoveringintimacy.com. All right, moving on to question four. Hi, JD. I think I have a question for you that has never been asked before. Correct me if I'm wrong. When a man or woman has an orgasm, oxytocin is released throughout the body. To my understanding, it is a bonding chemical that makes you feel close to the person that you have had sex with. Knowing this, how dramatic and damaging is it when someone achieves an orgasm to porn or solo masturbation? Does the mind try to connect with what's going on in a porn scene or with a fantasy while they are masturbating? Thank you very much, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. All right, so I may have touched on it in passing, but I don't think I have a blog post or anything like that about this in particular. So with orgasms, yes, oxytocin is released, as well as a bunch of other chemicals, dopamine, norin, vasopressin, endorphins, adrenaline, and more. Oxytocin is generally considered responsible for making it easier to bond emotionally to someone. However, I did find a study that I'll link to in the show notes that shows that oxytocin changes your emotional response to inanimate objects as well. And there's also the problem that people who tend to orgasm in a very particular way or with a particular object tend to develop a fetish for those objects. Now, that's likely due to more than just oxytocin. However, oxytocin is in there laying down a long-term memory as well, so it's likely a factor. Similarly, those who watch porn and later struggle to get the images out of their head, that's thanks to oxytocin. As well, the mix of dopamine and oxytocin can train your brain to look for porn and or masturbation when you're feeling lonely. Ideally, what you want is for your brain to directly you to your spouse or to find a spouse when you're feeling the need for that sort of connection. But if you train to look elsewhere, such as porn and or masturbation, your spouse, current or future, will start to be categorized as a backup or alternative rather than the primary source. Then, from a psychological point of view, as humans, we try to place ourselves in narratives that we see. If we read a story, our brain tends to try to connect us to those stories. We try to place ourselves in it, either as a primary actor or as an observer within the same context. And this is why we love to see movies in like dark, big screen theaters with big speakers. They block out everything else and allow us to feel like we're there. So in that same sense, yes, the mind does try to connect with what's going on in a porn scene or fantasy because that's how we process things. As for how detrimental it is, I'd say very. Everything about our neurochemistry, as well as the Bible, tells me that God designed sex to bond two people together. If you train your brain to sidestep that intent or otherwise mitigate it, I don't see any possible good outcome. I want to need my wife for that. And I think it's a good thing to look to my wife for that sort of connection, comfort, and recreation as well. I hope that helps clarify. 
All right, question number five is, hi, Jay. I listen to the podcast and my wife is wanting me to get a vasectomy. She said she is done with kids. We have a six-year-old and a newborn. I'm still on the fence if something would happen. I would still like to maybe have one in the future, but we're both 36. Do you have any pros or cons? I'm a little concerned about what the family will think. Our sex life is maybe once a month. I would like it to go to once a week, but she is against it. Should I use the vasectomy as a way to get it once a week? My wife will only let me see her naked when it's totally dark. No sex in daylight hours. Anything I can do to get her to be more open. I love her body, but she hates her body. Any help? Appreciate. Thanks, Greg. All right. So personally, I think if you're on the fence about it, don't do it unless you're sure. Because you, if you feel pressure to and something goes wrong, which is unlikely, but it does happen, that can cause a lot of resentment in a marriage. As for your family, don't tell them if you're worried about it. How often does your choice of birth control come up in conversation? I can't think of a single time where I'd been put on the spot and forced to disclose that I had a vasectomy. Um, The pros and cons are pretty simple. On the con side, you can't have kids anymore if you change your mind. There are reversals, but I consider my vasectomy permanent. Reversals have a higher risk and cause, and there's no guarantee. There are some small risks with a vasectomy, but they're pretty small. I suggest you look them up. Doing the research helped me myself. Uh, On the pro side, yeah, you can't have kids anymore. That's the point. There's no birth control worries. For some, that's a huge pro. For others, it's minor. Now, some people will tell you that this will result in more sex, but that's not a guarantee. Unless the reason you're not having sex is because of the birth control, I wouldn't count on it. I also don't think that you should use that as a reason to have a vasectomy, even if she agrees to it. For one, that's pretty coercive, which I wouldn't advise. But even if you're successful, you might get more sex, but let's say she backs out on her end. Are you going to get it reversed then? Because there's not really any other recourse other than resentment, which is bad for everyone involved. But I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, I'm not feeling comfortable with this idea of getting a vasectomy at the moment. Can we revisit this in a year? That doesn't mean she won't get upset. I just don't think you'd be in the wrong to say that. So I'd say hold off, do some more research, get comfortable with the idea, and focus on improving the marriage in the meantime. And lastly, question number six. My wife and I use vibrators regularly. We currently don't have any dildos. We don't like how realistic ones are based on someone else's penis. Not sure if you have mentioned anything about that before. My wife really likes the way I feel during penetration. So here's my question. There are make-your-own-dildo kits like Clona Willy or Mr. Pecker. Would it be okay to use a realistic dildo if it's a replica of my own penis? Uh, I don't see why not. I agree with you. Realistic toys are a no-go for us as well. I would say that it's unlikely that a replica of your penis is going to feel the same, though. It won't have the same physical properties, only the shape. So just be cognizant of that. I definitely had more questions about the clona willy type things i'll link to them in the show notes as well so you can see what i've said about them in the past but short answer yeah i don't see why not and those are all the questions i had for february and like i said yeah i'm a bit behind because when i wrote this we were in the middle of packing up our house and moving and i really haven't had a time to record since then but i'm hoping to catch up on questions for march and april and may soon and then because the end of june is coming up If you don't like waiting, check out our supporters forum. All the questions that come in get put there and we discuss them. And uh, honestly, we have a lot of fun doing it. You also get to get sneak peeks of all the blog posts before I publish them. So this one's actually been there for a couple months already. I just didn't have my recording studio set up or the time to actually record. Anyways, if you have questions that you've answered, you can email me at jay at uncoveringintimacy.com. I've been doing my best to keep up on top of my emails at least. 
or you can ask it anonymously on our Have a Question page. And there's links to all the things in the show notes. That's it for today. I'll talk to you soon.